and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast, a podcast aimed at making your quilting life more fun and creative while connecting with quilters just like you. Join the staff of the magazines you love for a great episode filled with tips and tricks. Enjoy! Hi, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mayland, and I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm here with Elizabeth Stumbo, the designer of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine, and we're going to be talking about an issue that plagues many quilters, how to make more time to sew even when you're busy. I know we all struggle with oh, this. I definitely struggle with this, Lindsay. I just think like we're all so busy these days, and um, we just want to spend more time doing what we love, which is quilting. and. Just, I hope we have some good ideas to share with people today. Yeah, and I think especially this time of year, the summer gets really busy. I know I spend a lot more time in the garden and then with the holidays coming up. So any ways we can help you guys squeeze in a little bit more time to sew yep. is helpful. I agree. So one of the things I like to do when I'm in the middle of the project, and if you happen to live in a space where you have the luxury to do this, maybe you have a dedicated sewing room, is to give yourself permission to just keep your supplies and your works in progress out in the open. Um, that way, if you ever find yourself with a few minutes here or there, um, you can kind of just sneak away and jump right back into that project. Yeah, so I have a dedicated space, but you don't, right, Elizabeth? Right, so I just have to use my kitchen table, um, and so it's a shared space, but I hate to admit it, but I don't sit at my kitchen table very much and um, eat there, so it's kind of nice. I just keep it all out there on the kitchen table while I'm working on something, so right now I'm working on the Quilts and More um, Quilt Along, so I've just been keeping those blocks out, and when I have a few minutes in the evenings or on the weekends, I just jump right in. Yeah, if you don't have to spend the time getting everything out and setting everything up again every time you go to sew, you can really get a lot done in the time you have. Yeah, I'm very jealous of your space, though. <laughs> that would be so nice. Okay, tip number two is to pack an on-the-go bag of hand projects like English paper piecing, hand piecing, or hand applique, and keep it in a bag where you can easily grab it as you head out the door or even if in your car if and you know you're not going to let it sit in the sun for very long. This just helps you squeeze in more sewing time while you're in waiting rooms, in line while you're riding in the car or on public transportation, or even while you're watching children's sports events. And it's a really great idea just to like always have an on-the-go project packed and ready to go with the supply. So anytime you know you're going to have a little bit of wait time, you can just take it and grab it to go. This is especially great in summer if you're going on road trips and you're not the one driving. You can get a lot done on your projects while you're driving. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of summer, it's just like when the day is beautiful outside, it's so hard mm -hmm. to stay inside and quilt even though you have stuff you want to work on. So being able to work on some hand piecing or some English paper piecing and taking it with you outside, um, it's just kind of nice to get a fresh breath of air. Yeah. And I also do this when like I'm catching up on my Netflix shows. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know, if you have your on the go project, you can just do it while you're catching up on your favorite TV shows. Yep. The, another idea is to make time for friends. So uh, instead of, you know, maybe meeting someone for coffee, maybe plan a sewing date. You could catch up with them while you're working on your progress on your projects together. But, um, you know, you can easily talk and chat while you're working on things. And if you have friends who aren't quilters, um, invite them to come along, but, you know, maybe make some suggestions of what they could bring to you. Maybe they like to do some adult coloring books or um, have another kind of project they love, like embroidery. Um, it's just fun to get together and be social. Yeah, and we do this all the time. And I think, like, 
people think like we're planning, you know, it's not planning a quilt retreat. It's not a big event. It doesn't take a lot of extra time or work. But we just, you know, pick someone's house and we mm-hmm. all just bring, you know, our sewing machines over and we have. We'll do like a potluck and say like, oh, I'm bringing this and you'll bring that. And yeah, we just get together. It's really casual. Yeah, very casual. Not a lot of planning involved. And we, we make it work with the limited space we all have. And it's just fun to catch up and make progress on projects while also visiting with everyone. Yep. Um, Our next idea is to turn off your phone. So the average American spends more than three hours on a smartphone per day, which is just mind-boggling, but I think it's so true. Oh, yeah, I do it. (laughs) Yep, Um, especially now that they have those notifications that tell you exactly how long that is. It's just kind of scary. But um, we are suggesting that instead of getting sucked into scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or watching online videos, Just step away from your phone a little bit, ignore the notifications, maybe even turn them off. Um, And then I think you'd be surprised by how much time you can actually fit in for sewing. Yeah, I struggle with this a lot, Um, especially like I do all of our social media. So I'm always on my phone checking to see who's liked what and commented. And I don't need to be on my phone so much. And there's times when I have a free half hour at home. And I spend it looking at what, you know, what people have posted on Facebook, which it's never really anything important or new or exciting instead of spending some time in my sewing room. Yeah. And yeah, I spend so much time scrolling through and being inspired by what everyone else is making instead of actually making something myself. So I love this tip. Yes. Get in your sewing room so you can post about it on social media. Yes. And make (laughs) everyone else jealous. (laughs) Okay, and then the last tip we have is to either wake up earlier or stay up later. So try setting an alarm for 20 minutes earlier every day and getting some sewing time in before you get ready for work or the day, or stay up a little bit later and do some sewing right before bed. Sacrificing just a little bit of sleep for some me time in your sewing room will really make you feel refreshed. Yeah, and I know, um, Lindsay, you love to get up early in the morning, and you were kind of doing a really great job of this during our American Patchwork and Quilting Quilt Along this year. Yeah, so uh, one of, we also, I was doing our bucket list challenge too, which you can find online, but one of the bucket list items was to sew for 20 minutes a day for one week. So I set my alarm for 20 minutes earlier every day and got up and did 20 minutes of sewing. And at that time I was working on the American Patchwork and Quilting Quilt Along and I was feeling really behind on it. There was a lot of sewing and pieces in that quilt and 20 minutes caught me up and really made me feel like I was making a lot of progress. And some days that 20 minutes would only be cutting fabric. Sometimes I was sewing blocks together, but it always made me feel like I was getting ahead and I was barely sacrificing any sleep. Yeah. And I am not a morning person. I am the exact opposite. I'd (laughs) much rather stay up later a little bit at night, um, go to bed a little bit earlier or a little bit later, excuse me. And, um, yeah, I'm, I feel more creative at night. So I love that we're both different, but we both can find ways to carve in those 20 minutes. Yeah, and I think it'll really just make you feel refreshed and like you're getting things done with just that small amount of time. Yep. And our last tip is that if all else fails and you're still struggling to find time to quilt, we give you permission to just skip some of those household chores or even to cancel plans. It's okay to say no sometimes if you want that time for yourself and for your quilting. Yeah, what's that saying? Housework only comes before quilting in the dictionary. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So yeah, uh, we give you permission. We won't tell anybody. Yep, it'll be our secret. So we'll be back right after this quick ad break. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. 
Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. I'm back with Elizabeth for Ask Us Anything, a segment where we answer your most pressing quilting questions. We have a great question here today from Florence Shermer, who submitted this question in our Quilts and More Quilt Along Facebook group. She asks, how do you press when you have multiple points coming together at one site? Bulky intersections in your block can be a problem when you have multiple pieces coming together at one point. And there are a few things that you can do to prevent too much bulk and get flat blocks. So when you can, always press seams that are joining together in the opposite directions so that they nest together instead of the bulks overlapping. This technique evenly distributes the bulk of the seams. For example, if I was making a four patch unit, I would make sure that the top pair of the unit had seams pressing to the right and the bottom pair had seams pressing to the left so that when I go to sew them together, the seams aren't going in the same direction and therefore they aren't overlapping each other. You can also reduce seam bulk by pressing seams open. This isn't ideal for all projects since it can weaken the seams, but if you have a lot of pieces coming together, pressing seams open can help distribute the bulk more evenly. And another common way to reduce bulk is to fan your seams. This is a method that involves clipping into the seam allowances with a small scissor, stopping just a few threads before the seam. You do this method around the center point where all the seams are intersecting, so you can press parts of the seams in a different direction to help distribute the bulk. We have a great video of how to do this online, so be sure to visit our show notes at allpeoplequilt.com backslash podcast for the link to the video. And just to note that all of the patterns we publish in our magazines have pressing directions um, that are aimed at avoiding all that bulk on your quilt top. So if you're following our patterns, just press the way the arrows are showing. Do you have a question for us? Submit a question to be answered on air by emailing us at apqpodcast at meredith.com or by reaching out on social media. Next, we're going to chat what we're loving, a segment where we share the trend, pattern, product, or person we're loving right now. Elizabeth, who or what are you loving right now? Well, Lindsay, what I'm loving right now is actually a person. Um, A few months ago, I started following a a new maker on Instagram. Um, Her name is Ariana, and she goes by Quilt Queen. That's spelled Quilt, uh, K-W-E-E-N, so Quilt Queen. And um, I just have been so inspired by her Instagram feed. She is a maker and a quilter. She creates and sells modern quilted home goods and accessories, such as mini wall quilts, zipper pouches, bags, and pillows. So I think a lot of her designs are very improvisational, but then there's others that look very intentional and thought out. So what I really love about her, though, is her color sense. She just uses a ton of solids, fabrics, and bold and unique color palettes. And she's really inspired me to try improvisational piecing, but mostly she's inspired me just to shop on her Etsy shop. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I would just encourage everyone to be sure to check her out on her Etsy shop for unique one-of-a-kind pieces or follow her along on Instagram um, for some inspiration. Well, now you have to do some improvisational piecing because you told everyone it was inspiring. I know. I just like laid down the gauntlet. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be so fun. 
So what I'm loving right now is 70s colors like avocado green, burnt orange, mustard yellow, pale pinks, and browns. And I've seen this trend come back in fashion. In fact, I just refreshed my wardrobe with all of these colors from Target, so you know it's popular. <laughs> um, and so my home was actually built in the 50s, and it got some refreshes in the 70s, so there's wood paneling all over the basement. So I've really been wanting to refresh the space while kind of keeping the integrity of that time period. So I'm really loving these 70s colors. And when we were at Quilt Market in May, I saw a lot of these colors in upcoming fabric lines that I was very excited about. And I actually purchased some of the fabrics there. So I bought fabric from um, the collection called Flower Market by A Beautiful Mess for Paintbrush Studios. And it has florals and polka dots and ginghams um, in these nostalgic colors. So I'm really excited to work with them in some upcoming projects. So we'll be back after a quick ad break. Welcome to Getting Social with Jess. I'm your host, Jess Ziegler, and this week I got to talk to Emily Dennis of QuiltyLove.com. So, have you ever? <laughs> True confession time. I was curious because it seems like I have followed Emily for a really long time on Instagram, so I went back to my earliest posts and noticed that we started interacting with each other in April of 2014. So it's been over five years, which I feel like is totally crazy because, um, well, one time passes so quickly, but this is somebody who I feel like I know, even though we've never met in person, we have um, talked and texted and that sort of thing. But I've always looked up to Emily, even though she's a little bit younger than me. Um, I love how she um, built has built her business. I feel like she's innovative. She's experimental. She just has a desire to grow and try new things. And she's also willing to share about what she has learned uh, to lift up other business owners. And that's something I've just really admired. So we talk about her website, which I mentioned, I think is quiltylove.com, her Instagram account, which is at Emily underscore Dennis underscore, and the book she put out last year, which is Modern Quilts Block by Block. In addition to some recent things that she's doing, like uh, going through a family move and putting out new patterns. And she even gives us a photography tip at the end. So instead of uh, me recapping everything that we talked about, how about I just let you listen? Thank you, Emily Dennis, for joining me on the show. For people who aren't yet familiar with your work, would you give us a short background of your personal and your quilting life? Hi, Jess. Thanks for having me today. Of course. Yeah. So I'm Emily Dennis. I've been quilting for about four or five years now. I have a pattern shop and I released a book last year. And basically, I just quilt all the things all the time. I'm actually right now, I'm kind of in a weird transition of life right now, but I'm up in Michigan's Upper Peninsula where we get snow for <laughs> way too many months. Um, so I, I kind of think that's why I started quilting was honestly just to help with the long, long winters. Sure. Um, so that's really kind of where it came about is just to get through the winters. And But the transition is coming because I'm moving very, very soon. My full-time gig is quilting over at quiltylove.com. Yeah, I have three older kids and uh, a little uh, baby at the end. So you my, do. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be seven months. Like wow. today, I think today. Oh, wow. no way. <laughs> so she's um, home and down for a nap right now. But yeah, so between the four kids and quilting, that's really what's going on in my life right now. I just have to tell you that my husband just knows who I'm talking about when I say Emily and like gasp with um, snow pics because... Oh <laughs> 
<laughs> Especially when folks are shoveling their roofs, you know, it's intense. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just funny how much snow you actually get. And it's just a different, I mean, in Iowa, we experience winters, but it's just nothing like what you get. And it's hard for other people probably to understand. Yes. I think a lot of people are surprised we are moving, uh, but honestly, mm-hmm. it's the snow that we're moving. And the funny thing is, yep. so we're moving from Michigan, but we're moving to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like considering that an upgrade to our winter. Right. And I think those Minnesotas, I think they're worried for me. I think they're like, no, (laughs) (laughs) they don't get half the snow that we get. So we're just ready to kind of be done with that and stop shoveling our roofs. (laughs) Yeah, understood. So when have you been finding time to sew? That is the big question with the move and everything. Any tips for how you carve out time for yourself or for sewing for your business? Yeah. So right now is especially crazy getting ready for the move, but I'm still sewing. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me is one, I'm not going to pack it till I absolutely have to. Yeah. But honestly, I was thinking about this before chatting with you and I kind of keep things really simple. I keep my sewing supplies simple. I keep my fabric. Like I, I get overwhelmed really easily with mm-hmm. too much stuff. Um, so I think it's easy for me just to sneak in and get in a little bit of sewing because I'm not overwhelmed by like what I find in my sewing room or at my sewing sure. machine. And then also with the baby, there's, you know, another challenge of getting into the sewing room, but I just sneak it in when I can. I'm lucky enough, I feel like to have a sewing room so like I can keep things, you know, set out and you can start a project and like leave it out and just go spend like three, four, five minutes even mm-hmm. um, here and there. So for me, that's, that's been huge for yes. just getting, getting into the sewing room a lot more. So yeah. Yeah. Something that you just said reminded me, I've been following you on Instagram from, it seems like from the very beginning. And do you remember when you didn't even have a stash? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But you know what? Yeah. I used to like post my fabric photos because I didn't have very much because I don't like to have a lot. And that's Um, interesting. I like that simplicity. Maybe that's what you said that prompted that memory of mine. There's a big upside to just keeping it simple. Like you've said. I think I'm kind of unusual in that fact that I just don't collect mm-hmm. fabric and mm-hmm. um, it overwhelms me. And even now, like, I mean, four or five years in, I definitely have more fabric, but I don't have probably as much as like most people would have at four or five years. And I just, I like it that way. And that's how I keep it. So yep. that helps. Yep. Yeah, very good. So speaking of scraps and the scraps that you have accumulated, you have recently released a new pattern called Quilty Stars. You want to tell us about that? Yes. So that just came out this month. And so far, oh, you quilters are loving it, which is awesome. (laughs) And I'm finding out because we get to use our scraps. So after you've been quilting for even a couple of years, you, you just start accumulating scraps. And this pattern is like perfect for digging out the scraps. So I'm really excited about it. I know a lot of people are excited about it and we're all going to be sewing along with it together this summer with this pattern. So yes, I think part of finding time to sew here and there is the theme of your sew along, which is a slow sew along. So talk about that a little bit, what you've got going on for the whole summer. Yeah. So I'm calling it a slow summer scrappy sew along. <laughs> um, because I know for like a lot of us, we get really busy in the summertime. So this is a good opportunity to just kind of sneak back into your sewing room or to your sewing space, just a little bit here and there. Um, These blocks are pretty easy to go together. I don't expect anybody to have to buy fabric for it. So most of us should be able to find what we need right from our own stash. 
it's going to be kind of like a come when you can, mm-hmm. jump in when you can. And just this summer, hopefully you'll end up with a quilt at the end of it. So that's the goal with the quilt along. That's so cool. When this episode airs, there will still be time to join. If any of you are interested, go to Emily's website, Quilty Love, and check it out. Let's see. Oh, speaking of your scraps, how do you typically organize them? So with this quilt along, it was a good chance to kind of like go over this and think about it. I like to organize mine by color. So Mm -hmm. about a year ago, I had just been stashing everything into like one bin. All the scraps just went into one bin. Mm -hmm. Um, And about a year ago, I took some time to sort them by color, find some bins, and they're actually out in the open where I can see them, I can use them. Um, and they're by color, so it's really mm-hmm. fun. So and they're I, pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're super pretty and inspiring. Like I find them so inspiring to look at. So I would suggest if you don't know where to start with scraps, like start by just sorting them out into a way that works for you. Great advice. Yep. Okay, so you published a book last year um, called Modern Quilts Block by Block, and you did a lot of the photography, the layout. You did a lot of it yourself, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I didn't do the layout. I did all the photography um, and obviously the writing of the book. But thankfully, yeah, my publisher did do the layout. It's such a beautiful book. I'm looking at it right now. You you were pregnant at the time. (laughs) You were writing a book. Do these things have anything to do with your taking a simple, slow, slower approach this year? Oh, goodness. So I actually, last year was a bit crazy because I committed to the book and then I got Mm -hmm. pregnant. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually decided halfway into writing the book that I'm going to take everything off my plate that does not make me happy. I had to finish the book. It's not that it didn't make me happy, but it was it, it it's very time consuming to do a yeah. book. So it was it was a lot to take on. But I decided like halfway through the book is like, you know what, from here on out, I'm only going to do the things like that I really want to do. And uh, it meant learning to say no to things, but it cleared up a lot of space to just be creative. And it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. So it it makes me so jealous to just like (laughs) hear that, hear the relief in your voice. And I think when we're growing businesses and wanting, especially, I think there's a special element of when your hobby is tied into it too, that you can say yes to everything because you want to grow your business and you want to collaborate with different people. And it's just, it's refreshing to hear that approach. And it sounds like it feels good in my heart when you say that. Yeah. You know, I thought this is either going to be the smartest thing for my business or the dumbest thing for my business. (laughs) But it really, a strange thing happened is it actually, like I said, cleared up all the space for creative, like Mm -hmm. just to be creative. And my business has grown because of it. (sighs) And I still love, now I still get to love like what I do every single day because I've decided that that's how it's going to be. So And I think it's more sustainable, like in the future too, when we get overwhelmed and we, we can burn out and shut it all down and that's not helpful to anyone. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So take a step back and just be like, you know what, let's just do the things like that really make me happy and see what happens there. So, yeah, I love that. I love that approach. Okay. Well, I love what you do. Thank you. <laughs> I love following you. <laughs> I I love the content you put out. I love the helpfulness that you bring to not only quilters, but you've also started reaching out to more creative business owners or um, people who want to start a creative business. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you what you've got going on there? <laughs> yeah. So 
Um, one of my other passions, honestly, is just business itself. Mm-hmm. I was a photographer at one time and now the quilting thing is my business, but so it's just really a passion of mine to just have a creative business. And so I've kind of been talking to creatives about that. And I have a newsletter that goes out every couple or a couple of times a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find that if you go to actually the only place you can sign up for it right now is if you go to my Instagram and go to my profile and there's, Ooh. There. yeah, it's very love- exclusive. Yes, right exactly. I was going to say, like, you have to know where to go. <laughs> yes. So it's really right now, it's just kind of a hobby of writing this newsletter. Sure. So, but you well, guys can I'm, sign up there. <laughs> I'm subscribed and I feel like it's very helpful. So I definitely oh, recommend everyone to check that out. If you've got this business, uh, burning desire. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun just to cover some topics there. So, yeah, yep. excellent. So we have a very limited time. So I'm just going to ask you one more question and I'm going to beg you. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're a photographer and you take amazing photos. And I just thought maybe our listeners could benefit from one tip that you might share to uh, help up-level their photos where they are today. Okay. So my Mm -hmm. one tip, I have some highlights up on Instagram, so you can kind of check them out. But um, my one tip is just to use good natural light. Yes. And for some of us, that might be a challenge, but Mm -hmm. look around your house Go by a big open window or even open a doorway, um, but just find some good natural light. If you can get good, pretty light, like there will be zero editing that needs to be done. So just look for that light. Look for the light. That's a a good motto. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks again for joining us, Emily. We wish you a great move. Continue (laughs) and learning how to say no and enjoying your business. I think, you know, ultimately that comes through in what you do. And that's part of what attracts us to you, I think. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Jess. So we covered a lot of ground, right? I'm going to make sure everything is linked up in the show notes because we are talking about a very visual art form when we talk about quilting. I want to make sure you can easily click and see what we're discussing. Okay, so we've had several weeks under our belt of the new format. What are you guys thinking? I would love your feedback. Probably the best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. You can direct message me at threadedquilting. My website is threadedquilting.com. And if you want to send an email just about the show in general, our email address is apqpodcast at meredith.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. We're ending the show today with Get Organized, a segment where we give storage tips to your sewing space. Elizabeth, what awesome storage tips do you have for us today? Yeah, I'm so excited to be here today to talk about one of my favorite topics, storage and organization. So when it comes to organization, there's nothing that I love more than a good storage hack. There's something just so satisfying about discovering a new use for a common product, especially when it can save you time and is often a more affordable option. So all of the storage hacks I have to share with you today are under $15, which is great. In fact, most of them are just under a couple of bucks. And they can easily be found in the bathroom decor or the beauty aisles at your favorite retail store. So in fact, you probably already even own a couple of these common household items. Um, So by taking a new look at these bathroom and beauty items, we can use them to creatively solve some common storage and organization problems in our sewing spaces. So if you're a person who loves using acrylic templates or has a ruler in every shape and size, they can kind of be a problem to store sometimes. So I would recommend purchasing some inexpensive shower curtain rings to help store these items. Most rulers and templates already have holes for hanging 
already cut into them. So you can easily just slide a couple of these templates onto a shower curtain ring and then secure the ring onto a curtain rod in your closet to help keep your plastic templates safe and up and out of the way. If you have a pattern that calls for multiple specialty templates, you can also store them all together on one ring to keep them together along with the pattern. Um, now, Lindsay, one of my favorite aisles at Target happens to be the travel aisle with all the little mini travel products. So addicting. I love that aisle. <laughs> um, I, can't, I can't say no if it's cute and miniature. Um, but now I'm more of a shower gel, body wash type of girl than a bar soap person. However, those little soap cases they have for bar soaps make great storage cases for on-the-go sewing. You can just purchase one of them, add a packet of your favorite needles, a small pair of scissors, safety pins, and um, like a couple bobbins of neutral colored threads to create a custom travel sewing kit with products that you actually use and like. You can toss the soap case in your purse for an emer emergency sewing kit or even use it to store some supplies for on-the-go hand sewing projects. And I think we all can agree that sewing machines need to be cleaned regularly, but it's often easy to forget how important it can be to keep your machine running regularly. It might seem like a good idea to use a can of compressed air for cleaning your machine, but we wouldn't actually recommend this because the air often just pushes the lint farther into your machine, which can cause problems down the road. So instead, try using an inexpensive, small, fluffy makeup brush to dust away all the lint and fuzz that collects in your machine. This makeup brush is great at collecting the fine dust that collects in your bobbin case and under the stitch plate. And if you sew most days, it's good to do this every couple of weeks or at least once a month. So my last storage hack is also for bobbins, and this can be found in the hair aisle. To help contain the loose thread ends of your bobbins and keep them from unraveling, try wrapping around a small ponytail holder. These are kind of typically used for little kids' hair. You can wrap these around the bobbin and kind of secure all those loose ends. So although there are specific quilting products made for this task, ponytail holders are just as effective and super affordable. So I hope you found some of these storage ideas helpful. Maybe they'll inspire you to look at common household items in a new and creative way. And if you have any storage or organization tips of your own, we'd love to hear about them. Feel free to leave a comment in the podcast show notes or email us your original tips to us at apqtips at meredith.com for a chance to have your tip published or shared in a future podcast. Love it. We'll see all you quilters in the beauty aisles. <laughs> all and thanks for listening keep in touch american patchwork and quilting is on facebook pinterest and instagram at all people quilt email us at apqpodcast at meredith.com resources for this week can be found at allpeoplequilt.com slash podcast and if you love the american patchwork and quilting podcast please subscribe on your favorite podcast app for free and don't forget to rate and review the show it helps other quilters find us have a creative week.